Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 216 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, and joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show. His name is... I'm Jesse, J-E-T-S, Jess, Jets, Jets, Wilson. <laughs> You're rooting for the Jets tonight, huh? I didn't even check the game. It's, uh, they're in the lead, at least they were uh, last time I saw, but I, I like an underdog. Yeah, I, so somebody asked me at work the other day, somebody asked me, um, what is your favorite non-Seahawks football team? And it was a really hard question for me to answer, because I'm such a freaking homer. Yeah. Uh, I thought about, like, I like the, I kind of like the Chargers, because I lived in San Diego for a while. I, I have a lot of respect for the Packers, and I like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I was like, and I also am kind yeah. of sad to say that They're I... They're a hard team to hate. Yeah, they are. Like, they're, I don't know, Mike, Mike McCarthy's not the greatest dude ever, but I love their players. I mean, Randall Cobb's awesome, Jordy Nelson's awesome. But the other thing is, like, I, and, and people are going to hate me for saying this, but I've always kind of liked the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like my... I know you've always been a huge Tom Brady fan. Huge Tom Brady fan. Well, you just know that from my uh, from my posters in my room. <laughs> and the fat head. Yeah, the fat head. The fat headed. But my... it's it's <laughs> of him wearing Uggs and he has no shirt on. Right, and it's in my shower. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but I'm not a big fan tonight because I'm playing against Shane Vereen and apparently it's 23 points. So. That sucks for Eric. But Jesse, you don't even care because you don't even play fantasy football. Um, but how was your week, buddy? Uh, I played Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Uh, I played with a bunch of listeners, mm-hmm. which was pretty interesting. Michael McBride, Rolo Tomasi, Levi Reekin, and wow. Zach, who's our Dungeon Master. Dude, that's a hardcore, uh, that's a hardcore personal arrogance roundup there. Yeah, no, it's definitely some super fans for sure. Yikes. And uh, I really like my character. I'm really enjoying playing as a player character because all I have to do is focus on this one character. And mm-hmm. um, instead of like setting up the world, being a dungeon master is sort of like setting up the domino pieces and watching other people tip them over. Right. And it's fun for, to finally be the person tipping things over. <laughs> <laughs> that's great dude what kind of uh what's your class and what's your race dwarven cleric sparge strike water dude that's like perfect for you i, f- I feel like you're such a cleric <laughs> I, w- I wish Am i could I? be a cleric so i could be eric the cleric but i think i'm a little mm, bit more of like the total a- lack of religion thing <laughs> but it's like a pagan religion really jesse and i i would i would describe you yeah. as a pagan in many ways I, I probably wouldn't describe myself as pagan. Hmm. Well, that's why I didn't say you describe yourself as a pagan. I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just envisioned you, like, in the middle. If you were in the Middle Ages, you'd have, like, a horn. Like, you'd be wearing horns and a dark cloak. Is that druids? I get them mixed up. Anyway, Jesse. Well, technically, druids are pagan. There you go. So, there you go. There <laughs> <laughs> all, all druids are pagan, not all pagans are druids. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> how about a Kickstarter update? Oh, yeah. So um, we've crossed 
<clears throat> crossed twenty one thousand dollars, which mm-hmm. is super exciting. And we're in the home stretch, and we have one hundred ninety nine backers. So um, if if you want to become lucky backer number two hundred, I would definitely appreciate that. But uh, by the time we broadcast this, there's only going to be about ten days to go. So really, there's no time to spare. We have to get on it and uh, push it over the finish line. I'm getting really excited, and I've been pricing out brewing equipment and putting together like my one-year projection and stuff. So that's a lot of fun. It's good, man. It's an exciting time. I got cold called by a uh, a label maker. Oh, really? Company today. Cool. Yeah, so I talked to that guy and got all of his information. He's going to send me out samples. It nice. is so fun doing this. <laughs> Legit, dude. But we're not there yet. So yeah. uh, go to kickstart.com and search Lovecraft and check out the various backer rewards we offer. Yeah, guys. And like I said, like Jesse said, this is the home stretch here. So if you're going to give, you got to give now, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, so if you have any inkling at all to, to give to the Lovecraft Brewing Company, now is the time. Uh, and uh, and your support is awesome. Your support is awesome. Um, what are you drinking this week? Well, I just finished up a bottle of Jubal Ale that I had for uh, had with my dinner. It's the first Jubal I've had this year. How's the Jubal? I've always kind of shied away from the Jubal for some reason. I like to shoots, but I feel it's like I really, had a bad it, batch. Once. It's tasting really good. This yeah. batch, is, and they're not all winners, but I'm liking this batch. It's really balanced, roasty mm-hmm. chocolate, sweet. But uh, that sweetness being balanced out with nice, I'm guessing, like, some traditional English-style hops. It, it kind of comes across as a sort of a more traditional English take on a winter ale. And uh, it's got nice fruity esters and really round and warm. I like it a lot. Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, after my faux pas last week uh, of the terrible beer, I, am drink- I went back to the No Lie Born and Raised IPA. <laughs> my old standby. There you go. Uh, and, no, and no butter flavor, so. It's, yeah, that that sucks, man. It really sucked. It was so gross. Burned. It was real gross. Um, Who was that by again? I don't rem- I don't even, I literally don't even remember. Yeah, you, bl- <laughs> you blocked uh, it out. Wh- whitewashed that part of your memory. Yeah. Did you say, did you say roasty chocolate or rusty chocolate? Roast. Oh, I thought you were talking about this, the famous 70s porn actor, Rusty Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah anyway <laughs> i don't know where to go without one yeah we can just leave that where it is uh, <laughs> i guess it's time for us to stop talking to get you the listener talking so we got a ton of feedback this week a uh, ton of voicemails lots of listeners uh, calling in for the first time or old friends calling in so uh, we're gonna start it with uh, a voicemail here from the 443 uh, I believe that's an East Coast area code, if I'm not mistaken. And here, if Google will load, is the call. Hey, Eric and Jesse. This is Lydia, not your wife, from Maryland. Um, I was just listening to some old episodes. I was uh, enjoying episode 136, The Lame Ranch. <laughs> thought that was a really quality episode. I want to thank Jesse for the recommendation of the the bartending app. I was looking for one a couple months ago and all the free ones suck. So I'm really psyched to try this out. And I also was laughing for quite some time about the standard to lame ranch. That was so funny. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, also, I have a drink to recommend to you guys. If you haven't had one, you should try a Paloma. It's tequila and grapefruit juice and a splash of lime from agave syrup and club soda. Look it up. Mix one up. Drink it down. Super good. That's it. Get off my back. <laughs> Get off my back, Lydia. Such. I, I, do you even remember? You always have a better memory with this stuff. Do you remember what the standard to lame range joke was? I have no idea. It was like there's. I, re- about, I have no idea. Something about like good, happy valley. I don't remember, man. But apparently, <laughs> you could go back know. to the show and, and find it's standard to lame ranch. Always love the old callbacks. <laughs> yeah, it always astounds me how many episodes we've actually done of this show. Yeah, um, but that uh, so that app is nimble, strong, bartender, and training, mm-hmm. which is a app that teaches you how to make a different cocktails and it's sort of designed to force you to uh, memorize uh, different cocktail recipes Uh uh-huh so i like it it's it's kind of weird because it's like all anime-y but if you can get over that (laughs) it's it's a good one i feel like there are so many things that fit that description (laughs) of like yeah it's pretty anime-y but if you can get past that (laughs) like puzzle quest uh oh yeah that's the example i could think of Certain shows too, like yeah, like Samurai Champloo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a good show, but I don't <laughs> care for anime at all. So I do have to kind of get over that element. Yeah. Well, uh, or like that segment from Kill Bill. Um. All right. Well, we we uh, we go from Lydia to uh, a caller from the five oh seven. Here he is. Hey, Arrogance. This is Joe from Minnesota been listening to you guys for a long time first time caller great job i was just wondering i'm from minnesota and a lot of the media we get around here is minnesota is the new beer vacation spot and i don't think so i went to the liquor store earlier tonight looking for some good craft beer ended up leaving with deschutes rogue and stone. Obviously, none of those are from Minnesota because all the beer I've had from Minnesota is terrible. Oh no! I'm just wondering, in your area, do you hear anything about Minnesota craft beer, or is it all West Coast? Because that's pretty much all I drink. Anyway, I was listening to some past episodes, and I heard you guys talking a lot about Seinfeld, and I was wondering. If Seinfeld came out with a sequel set in Seattle, (laughs) would it go something like this? (laughs) It opens up. George is talking to the Yankees GM, who has just traded him to the Mariners for a 20th round pick because (laughs) really they had no one in their organization who was worth as little as this pick was to them. So they traded George. Now he's got to move to Seattle. Jerry finds out, ends up talking to Eileen. He decides to take a job doing comedy in Seattle because he wants to learn more about hipsters to develop a routine. (laughs) Because hipsters are the new thing. Everywhere, really. Kramer slides in, as Kramer does, and decides to help Jerry move. 
Meanwhile, Eileen goes and talks to her boyfriend. She wants to break up with him, but doesn't know how. Her boyfriend's sister comes in, says their parent, their mother is sick, needs someone to take care of her. Eileen's boyfriend decides to move to Seattle to take care of her. Eileen decides to go to Seattle with him. They move to Seattle, basically all three of them do, and Kramer is there to help. Jerry is walking through Seattle Center when all of a sudden he meets Kramer in the street who got hoodwinked on his way to the airport back to New York by Greenpeace members <laughs> into selling Greenpeace because that's, you know, what they do. And then all of a sudden... Oh! Oh, oh no, he cut off! Oh, jeez. The cliffhanger, man. The suspense. It we, it only goes for three minutes, Joe, but I I like your gumption. I, I all of a sudden enter Fraser Crane. That's what, that's exactly what I was thinking, dude. Why isn't there a Seinfeld Fraser crossover here? They're both Thursday night comedies. Yeah, uh, Fraser's gonna Fraser's gonna help teach the Seinfeld gang how to live in Seattle. Ex- oh my god, I love it. I, I think I think Jerry gets a Jerry gets a job on a radio show in Seattle. Yeah, uh, he's ready to hang up the competing with Fraser. He's, yeah, he's getting ready to hang up the cleats as a stand-up. He wants to do something a little more sedentary, so he decides he's going to be a terrestrial radio uh, host <laughs> in the mor- on a morning show in Seattle. But I I just love the idea that uh, that George gets traded to the Mariners. Because for two reasons. <laughs> okay, first of all, I just love it because it's baseball. Second of all, p- people remember that uh, when George's dad on the show, played by Jerry Stiller, when he uh, meets the Yankees executives, he can't believe that they traded Jay Buhner to the Mariners. This is like a whole running Oh. Game. Yeah. He, he's really mad at the Yankees for trading Jay Buhner to the Mariners, and now his son gets traded to the Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if you get straight into the Mariners for like Jay Buter somehow. Yeah. Anyway, I like the gumption here. Uh, and uh, and yeah, yeah. Just, so like Jay Buter, Jay Buter's like on the staff as a batting coach or something. It mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gets sent to New York for mm-hmm. uh for George. Oh man, it's so great! Like George is at his parents' house. He's like, I can't believe it. They traded me to the Mariners, and then. <laughs> Stan's like, well, who'd they trade you for? And he's like, Jay Buhner. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. <laughs> They're like all sad until they find out it's Jay Buhner. He's coming back, baby. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Uh, great, great job, Joe. Uh, oh, Minnesota beers, dude. You know any Minnesota beers? I actually I can't even think of one. They is, just don't make it out here. Isn't Langerhands or something like that? Or Lig Liger Lying Lying Linenkugel? Mm-hmm. That's a crafty beer. That's that's like owned by A B and Bev. Oh. It's not like a true craft beer. And I think that's from Wisconsin actually. I think so too. All so right. you just really offended a lot of people. Well what can I say? It's what I do. Here's the next call. This one's come for, comes to us from the eight one six. Hello, Jesse and Eric Walker. <laughs> I'm here in Kansas City. I'm sure you can hear it's pretty crazy. We just won game two in Baltimore of the ALCS, and it's looking like we're going to lock up a World Series versus week. 
as a person who was born in 1989, this is about the most exciting time of my life for the Royals and the Chiefs. Really, the Chiefs haven't won a playoff game either since I've been alive. I mean, we have sporting Kansas City for the MLS who won the championship, but it's not quite the same as the MLB or NFL. And uh, we are all very excited here. Tonight, I was drinking Boulevard Bourbon Barrel Quad, which is the yearly seasonal that these guys release. And I got to say, last year, this was my favorite beer that came out. And this year, it's too alcoholic. It's that 12% alcohol, and I think it is a little too strong. It's not really a drinkable beer. It uh, takes a lot of effort to sit there and drink through the 750 milliliter bottle. Uh, really, I'm just looking forward to winning this World Series in two weeks so I can start drinking four nights a week. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. You guys are hilarious. Uh, Jesse, I've been rooting so hard for your brewery. I really hope it works out. And anyone who hasn't donated yet, they definitely should, even a few dollars. So stay arrogant <laughs> and get off my back. Get off my back, name- nameless man. <laughs> I lo- love it. Um, for the record, you and I are not married. Well. We are not Mr. and Mrs. Jesse and Eric Walkwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in some states, we are. Uh, that's, yeah. For tax reasons. cultures. See, the thing is, my Dungeon Master is a Baltimore Orioles fan. I know, that's a thing. So, I I can't really, I'm, I'm conflicted now. You don't have to be conflicted because Royals are out. I mean the the, right. Oriole, the sorry the Orioles are but I don't, I don't want to be punished for oh, uh true. you know for rooting for the team that mm-hmm. um took out his team. But that's the, the that's the craziest thing about the Royals is that and it's like one of the coolest like little fun facts about the Royals right now is that so they won the World Series back in 1985 and they did that by winning like something like 3 games in a row or something. This postseason they've won 8 games in a row. They're undefeated. Which means that they have the longest um, winning streak, postseason winning streak for a franchise in MLB history, and it spans from 1985 to 2014. And you got to root for these guys because they're basically like the Mariners of 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 the of the people, the teams that are still left. So who's left is the Giants and the Giants and the Cards. Cardinal? Yeah, but it looks like the Giants are going to wrap that up. So it's, and Cardinals are. F- Okay, so Giants are from San Francisco. Right. Cardinals are from St. Louis. So actually, if the Cardinals make it to the World Series, then uh, it would be all uh, Missouri World Series. That's nuts. Yeah. It's 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 really weird when you think about how Missouri has two base two major league baseball teams and two NFL teams. Uh, you know, you think about like Illinois or California or Florida, but Missouri also. Right. Um. <laughs> but they're about to lose their NFL team. Well, one of them. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas City's in Missouri, huh? Yeah, like all of the stadiums and stuff are in Missouri. That shit should be illegal. When I'm elected <laughs> dictator for life, if uh-huh. your city is name is the name of a different state, <laughs> you have to change your name. No New York City, Washington? Yeah, no New York City, Washington. Well, also Vancouver, BC. I'm sorry, you're changing. Also, <laughs> Vancouver, BC, or not BC, Vancouver, Washington. Okay, Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, Vancouver, that... BC remains. Vancouver, Washington gets changed to North Portland. 
Yeah, or just Oregon City, Washington. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> We're not paying attention, Eric. Sorry, sorry. Um, no, I'm rooting for the Royals though, because that's the thing too. Is that the Mariners, uh, the Giants, and the Cardinals have both won World Series very recently. You got to root for the Royals. You love the underdog. Um. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with the Blues. Let's do it. Uh. All right. Let our next uh, caller comes to us from the 206 Seattle, baby. Hey, Jesse and Eric. This is Kevin from Seattle, Colin, and I was listening to 215, and it got me thinking about you know single actor Halloween parties. Um. And uh, I gotta say that the best one would be the Kevin Bacon beer and bacon party. Uh, <laughs> first of all, you combine it with beer and bacon so you you know people are going to show up um but you know kevin bacon everybody's been in a movie with kevin bacon so you could be the invisible man be the guy with footloose you could be <laughs> kind of hard to remember all the things he did because they kind of all blend together uh-huh. but anyway um that's my idea the kevin bacon beer and bacon halloween party so stay arrogant and get off my fat fat bacon Fat back bacon, baby. Good idea. Also, we got a listener wrote in. Um, what did they say? I can't remember. Um, go costume themes. Dressing up characters. Oh, he said Samuel Jackson. Mace Windu, Pulp Fiction, Nick Fury. Hang on to your butts. Uh, let's move on to Anaheim, California, uh, where we got this email. Or we got this voicemail. I don't know if we got the first one of these, but we definitely got the second one. Um, so this one comes to us from SoCal. We're just traveling all over the United States tonight. Let's hear it. Um, your voicemail system was rude and just cut me off. This is Quizmaster Cherokee out of Orange County again. And I was just finishing finishing my message, just saying that uh, I will be calling in and bothering you guys in the future here with um, more things uh, occasionally, and either mocking you guys or um, extolling your virtues. <laughs> and podcasting prowess. But I uh, highly enjoy your podcast, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, stay arrogant and get off my back. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Yeah, please call us back because your first message did not work. So we, that's very encouraging, though. We like that. Uh, plus, he's got a great name. All right. We have one more tonight, and we love him. You love him. Everybody loves him. It's it's none other than Mr. Connected Dotsie. Roger Dotsie himself, the Kentucky Colonel. Here he is. Hello! Hope you all are doing well, as I am. It's fall, it's October, one of my favorite times. Anyone who's heard me call in around this time of year knows I love it. I love pumpkin beer and pumpkin coffee and pumpkin anything. I love other fall beers, Oktoberfest and the like. I love Halloween, spookiness, football, leaves falling. It's all good. Uh, anyway, you guys were talking about costumes. My wife and I really, really wanted to do the Lannisters this year. Me, be Jamie, her, be Cersei, and our little one-year-old just learning to walk, be Tyrion. Uh, but we don't judge us. We feel like we're running out of time, and we don't really have the energy to get it together. But we were really excited about that. I don't think it would top our costume last year of us being Walt, Jesse, and our little boy being Meth. But uh, you know, it would have been it would have come close. A good Halloween costume party idea 
or costume party idea. Instead of an actor, go with a Tarantino party. Talk about some iconic characters. You got endless choices for that. That's a fun one. Whoever wants to do that, do it and post pictures. I'd like to see it. I'm not organizing one, but it <laughs> would be fun. Finally, unrelated to the fall. You know what? Maybe I'll save that for another time. You know? I don't call in very often anymore because I don't have things to say, so I'm not just going to just blow my whole wad on one voicemail. So uh, we'll save that for another time. Peace out. Hope you guys are having a good one. And, uh, you know, get off, uh, get off uh, you know, my, my, my back area. Bye. <laughs> oh, Roger, Roger, Roger. Get off my back molars, oh, Doc. There we go. Oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, get off my back incisors. There you go. They, those exist. I don't think there's such a thing as back molars. I think all your molars are back molars, right? Well, unless, you know, you're like me and you were born with front molars. There are <laughs> dozens of us. Dozens. Um, <laughs> all right, well, that's our voicemail for this week. I do love the Tarantino movie or Tarantino party idea. I also like Wes Anderson party. Mm-hmm. I like um, Stanley Kubrick party. I went to a Tarantino party, but I freaked everyone else out because I went as the gimp. <laughs> I played it really, really like I, I became the gimp. What? People were, you know, <laughs> but this is definitely happened. Definitely a true story. Wow. That's hardcore, man. Did you no, have I'm the... kidding. Oh, okay. Not. Okay. I was just wondering. I was like, did you get the leather mask? <laughs> and the ball gag and yeah. the whip. And... <laughs> Still think you should do it. All right. were, at first, they're like, who came as a trunk? And then they opened it up and I busted out. <laughs> it's like just on wheels. You're like Flintstone style. You cut out the bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like if you want to be the Lannisters, all you got to do is, like, go to the flag store and buy, like, three flags from, like, whales and cut a hole in them and put, wear them as things. Oh, you're Lannisters. That's a weird way to do it. It's a weird way, but it's a good way. I, Tasha and I are doing a uh, Couple's medieval theme. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm being, like, a knight, and she's being, like, a beer wench, mm-hmm. and Russell Nisha's we got our little dragon costume. Mm. So that's going to be pretty dope. Pretty dope. And uh, and I think I said this before, but we're going to be Jake the Dog and Finn the Human from Adventure Time. We got to get our costumes together, though. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's good. Clock's ticking. Uh, all right. Let's, let's get into the show. I think that we got so many voicemails that that's going to cover a topic. Uh, so let's let's get into yeah it's our, actually getting pretty late yeah I know let's get into our second thank you for calling though three six zero three six two zero zero two four um filling up our ears with this stuff it's pretty nice of you guys we we enjoy that um so first thing Jess I'm actually gonna give you a choice do you want to talk about superheroes do you want to talk about MTG or do you want to talk about football screw it let's talk about football okay. Wow. All right. This isn't going to be uh, too much of a football thing. But, Jesse, and what I mean by that is we're not going to be talking about stats so much. We're not going to be talking about players so much. We're really not even going to be talking about teams. I'm going to talk about a little conundrum that I'm having. And I'm, I'm okay. calling it Super Bowl burnout. 
And uh oh. So I, last week the Seahawks lost, and they lost to the Cowboys, and they looked pretty terrible in the loss. And it was a home loss. And it was a bummer. It was a, it was a bummer. But I've also been watching a lot of just regular football this season, mm-hmm. and I'm a little I'm a little worried because the league is kind of becoming bad. Just and I, I think there's a, there's a few things that are that are um, contributing to this. The most noticeable one to me is is penalties, man. And somebody, somebody, right? Somebody put out a chart today: NFL penalty comparison for the first six weeks of 2013 and 2014. Now, most of the penalties that have taken place over the first six weeks of the season uh, are on par with last year. Things like delay of game, offensive holding, false starts, uh, defensive pass interference, even. Okay. Um. So, uh, you know, your, your basic ones. But there's three insane outliers here. They are defensive holding, illegal use of hands, right, and illegal contact. Yeah, illegal contact's a big one. And so to give, you, to give you an idea here, defensive holding this year, 127 penalties. This time last year, 65. Uh, illegal use of hands. This is, the, this is insane to me. Illegal use of hands. Last uh, this year, ninety penalties. Last year, thirty-five, and illegal contact this year, fifty-seven penalties. Last year, fifteen. So there's over three times as many illegal contact penalties. Yeah, and frankly, it's like every down. Yeah, no, that's Commissioner Goodell's agenda: a chicken in every pot and a flag on every play. <laughs> I was having this conversation with my neighbor, who's a. Uh, Detroit Red Wings fan. Uh-huh. And uh his Red Wings lost to the Bruins because he, he said it was there was sort of a blatant no call. Mm-hmm. And to me, when he said that, he was like, There was a no call, it should have been penalized and it cost the game. And I was like, That's actually kind of refreshing. Yeah. The idea of a no call. Well, you know There's no there there's way too many flags in the NFL. Right. And yeah, it's just, it's not fun to watch. And you know what I blame, Eric? What? It's time for my conspiracy corner. Fantasy football. Okay. I, they're rejiggering the game mm-hmm. to crank up uh, stats for offensive players. And they're mm-hmm. doing that by penal- penalizing defenses and making it impossible to play defense. It's it's crazy. And the the I mean, the crazy thing to me about this is that the Seahawks actually haven't been they haven't been that um, penalized about it. Like they're not one of the most penalized teams in terms of those things. They're they're penalized in terms of things like offensive line penalties. Right. But, but those 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 defensive holding and illegal contact penalties. There, a lot of people say these were like Seahawks rules when they were implemented because the Seahawks did this on every play, and the Seahawks really aren't even suffering. But I think the league is suffering. I think so too. It's just getting it's so boring to watch, and like nothing's more exciting than when the quarterback, you know, drops back and mm-hmm. launches the ball, and you got the receiver and the DB running downfield, and and you know either you it, there's the big catch hauls it in, and it's a big play, or you know the defensive player gets you know makes a play on the ball and knocks it down or whatever. And and then it's you know that's also exciting. But what's not exciting is when they run downfield, the defensive back grazes the receiver <laughs> with his hand, and then there, a flag is thrown, and it's like a forty-yard penalty. Mm-hmm. 
for pass interference. It's just boring. Well, and I think that this plays more into, and I actually want to get, I don't want to go necessarily into the nitty gritties of penalties here because I know not everybody's football fans. But I do want to go into this idea that I think football is kind of losing its, um, losing the things that made it so popular in the first place. Like, for me, and I think that really at the core of why football is so popular, um, is that it's America's most violent and most popular sport. That's football's place. Like, it's our opportunity <laughs> to watch people hit each other as hard as they can. But these penalties aren't, like, for violent action. It'll be like a defensive player mm-hmm. puts an arm out just yeah. and puts an arm in front of a receiver, and that's where the flag comes well, in. And that's the problem. I don't need big hits and big violent collisions. <laughs> I just let them actually play, and if and there's also like there's constantly flags on plays that don't, you know, it'll right. be thrown to the other side of the field right. for an incompletion, but there was illegal contact on the other side of the field that had nothing to do with the play yep. that keeps the drive alive. Absolutely it's boring and weird. And that's what I'm saying is that and they're... you spend the game, it, it changes the way, it changes the way you watch the game because now I watch and uh-huh. like the play happens and then there's like a three second period of like yep. where's the flag. Where's the flag? There's got to be a flag. Oh, there's no flag. Oh, my God. It's a miracle. Yeah, that, I, I am I am 100% with you on that, dude. It's like you do. You see a play, you see a catch, and then you have to wait for the flag or not. On every single play, that takes a lot of enjoyment out of the yeah, game. because there, there should be a limit. Yeah, you can't even root they for They should only give, like, each, <laughs> each ref gets 10 flags. Yeah. Like, use them wisely. I actually kind of love that idea. And then if they use all their flags, they have like little <laughs> indicators on the screen. If they use all their flags, it's just, it becomes a free for all. <laughs> you gotta use. You gotta be conservative with your flags. No, I. Right. I'm with you, man. Because you can't even cheer for a big play anymore because now it's gonna get called back. Right. It, it's hurting the league, and like, you know. Football's on top. Football is the biggest sport in America by far. By far the most popular sport in America. If the if the league ever loses that spot, it's I think it's going to be cut be because of things like this. You know, a bunch of obscure rules that only the hardcore fans know, then allowing right. them to understand the game, that's called baseball. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I love baseball. But <laughs> there's also no penalty flags in baseball, which I also love right. about it. Um, and, and you know, people can make umps can make bad calls, but that's all. It it actually kind of, in certain ways, makes the game better. <laughs> like it, it it adds to the uniqueness of this experience. And you're playing 162 games, so it doesn't really necessarily matter as much, um, right? And I don't know. I'm just I, I'm I'm honestly worried for football because they need to figure that out. Yeah. And kind of what I was thinking, like they need a rules freeze. They need to stop changing the rules so that mm-hmm. the teams can catch up and actually learn how to play within the parameters of the rules. But if you change the rules every season, yeah, it's, there's going to be a bunch of sloppy play. Yeah, and it's not the way that I see it, dude. Is that this isn't even sloppy play. This is how the game has been played right. for 50 years. And now they're changing fundamental parts of the way that that happened, that the, of the way that the game happened. 
And frankly, I'm concerned, man. Because as there, a football there's fan, there's no accountability for bad calls either. Exactly. Like like a bad like I feel like you should be able to review a pass interference call. I think that if they if they're going to be throwing flags on every play, you should be able to review every single penalty. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And and it should be an independent ref mm-hmm. in New York on a TV, and he should uh, he should uh, he should be the one who makes the determination, not the guys who are on the field. Yeah, his and that guy's personal information is available right. for everyone. Yep. His home address, <laughs> Twitter tag, because uh, <laughs> yeah. you know Jesse, the the way to combat flags, more flags. <laughs> that is actually yeah, but I I'm still like I'm already watching a three hour game. Right. If there's going to be one or two more coaches challenges that can <laughs> actually make the game those big bad calls because yeah. what sucks are the bad calls right which happen all the time it's like well that was a bad call well, anyway moving on chris collinsworth here blah 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 it's like that was a 40 yard 40. penalty that yeah. put them on like they're on the 20 yard line they're in the red zone now because of a bad call oh uh, well you know sometimes uh the refs just they think they see something and it just wasn't there right uh, moving on and i think in some ways you should be able to challenge non-calls if you're going to be able to challenge calls you should be able to challenge non-calls i think that you're right yes. there, there needs to be some kind of accountability if they're going to start throwing flags on every ta- play there has to be more accountability I would rather watch a four-hour game that's called correctly mm-hmm. than a three-hour game that one bad call totally shifted momentum and changed the outcome. Yep. Because I, I feel like that's... And the, I'll sit through more Hyundai commercials. <laughs> I think that that's actually one of the things I like about if baseball. If that's what it takes. Yeah. So in baseball, there are bad calls. And now, now there are reviews in baseball. But... If a bad call happens in baseball, it rarely is the reason for a loss or the reason for a win. It can lead to a loss or it can lead to a win. But say the say it's a bad call at first base, they still the guy still has to get to second base, third base, and home, right? Yeah. Um, or it's a bad strikeout. Like you know, those things will happen, but you still have a lot more chances. And that's the thing about baseball: it's one on one matchups, and every Every time somebody comes up to the plate, it's a brand new game, basically. But with football, if you have a penalty that puts you on the one-yard line, you have four chances to get in there with your big 250-pound running back. It's like, right? you know... It, it, it's sort of inevitable. Like, okay, that penalty happened, fresh set of downs, touchdown is almost guaranteed. And And one of the things that I don't like is being happy that a penalty helped my team. Yes, I refuse to cheer for penalties. Yeah. That's one of the things that I've uh, taken a stance on. Like, it, as as a football viewer, I'll I will never cheer for a flag, even if it helps a team. Whatever, like that's that's just bad. That's as bad as like cheering for a hurt player. You know, like yeah. that's just it's cheer for a good play. I cheer for when you do <laughs> things right. Don't don't be happy that some fluke on the opponent's team where they may or may not have actually committed a. Mm-hmm. A flag, and there, I'm not saying there's never any excuse for flags. No, 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 not, a, not, yeah, but just not at the rate that they're going on right now. It's and it, and they, it seems like they changed the emphasis on ticky tack penalties in order to get more flags, like illegal hands to the face. That happens 
all the time on the line because the guys are just freaking going at each other on the line. Or right. illegal contact, you're not you're legally not allowed to let to touch somebody past five yards. That happens on every single play. Yeah, it's wild. Like, so they basically were like, let's figure out the penalties that happen on every single play, and then we're going to put more emphasis on those penalties because that makes and it I more really, fun. I really think with the illegal contact, I, I truly believe that they're like, we want to ramp up quarterback and receiver stats yeah. because that's what people like in fantasy football, and fantasy football is what turned football into America's number one sport. Well, I don't think that's necessarily true. But that's not, I, I believe it. I got my tinfoil hat on. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantasy baseball was first, though. Just to let you know. Right, uh, but yeah, how many people play fantasy baseball in your office versus how many people play fantasy football? That's very true. So anyway, I just kind of wanted to bring it up, dude, because I'm getting kind of bummed about watching these games. I think this is part of the reason, too, if you look at this season throughout the first six games, there are more double-digit comebacks this season than there have been ever through the first six games of the season. So it's I think it contributes to that. I think that they're, they're artificially trying to make the game better when the game was fine the way it was. Right. Like, don't, don't try to fix what's broke, or don't try to, what is it? Don't try to fix what's not broken. There it is. Don't try to fix what's broken, I think <laughs> is the quote. <laughs> I think both of those. <laughs> <laughs> I and like, hey, NFL, there's other stuff you could be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Maybe clean up some of the other aspects of the organization. Maybe throw some penalty flags other places. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, let's uh, move on to the trivia. We're doing Genus 1 Trivial Pursuit. I'm going to roll six-sided die. See which category we do. Oh, it's entertainment, Jesse. Haven't My done favorite. this in a long time. Remember, this is from 1981. Here we go. Who was the first black? What? <laughs> oh. Who was what? the first black to star in a TV situation comedy? This is a real question that's in Trivial Pursuit. Did they just... They didn't say who African... was the first black? Yeah, who was the first African American? They used to say who was the first black? Wow. This is 1981. I, I apologize for reading that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and not do that one. Uh, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is life like in the 1959 song Promise or Primrose Lane? Um, bl- black and white. Black and white? I'm gonna go with yeah. uh I'm gonna go with uh life is like a box of chocolates. Life is like a holiday. Mm. So what's for me? Uh what was the Ed Sullivan show originally called? I'm gonna say the really big show. Cause the the this evening show. Toast of the town. Wow. All right, Jesse. That's a stupid name for a show. (laughs) Jesse, this one's for you. Who's known as the Lonesome George? Or who's known as Lonesome George? Um, George Orwell. I'm going to go George Burns. George Gobel. Very close, Jesse. (laughs) I'm not even joking. George Gobel. Yeah. Uh, What's for me? Who played the title role in The War Lover? Is that the war lover or the war lover? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Vincent Price. I'll say John Wayne. 
Steve McQueen, Jesse. That means we're going to, that's why we don't do the entertainment ones. Not only are they racist, they're also difficult. They're just like your uncle. Um, oh, <laughs> not your uncle, proverbial uncle. Uncles in general. Uncles in general. <laughs> All right, Jesse, we're going to do a geography tiebreaker. Uh, whoever, whoever is geographically closest to the answer wins. Jesse, who staged? What city staged Expo 70? St. Louis. I'm going to go with Tokyo. Osaka, Japan! I got oh! it! I got the country, even. What a... Oh, there's a flag on the play. <laughs> Illegal use of Atlas. That's a 20-yard penalty. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we talked about football, Jesse. That means you can either we can either talk about superheroes or we can talk about board games or MTG. Let's do superheroes. Okay. Uh, so Warner Brothers put out their full slate of superhero movies that they're going to be doing. A couple of these I'm excited about. The rest of them, not so much. So let's let's talk Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers. I'm sorry. Warner Brothers is doing all the DC movies. So you have. Marvel, Disney and Marvel doing all the Marvel movies that are under the Marvel banner, not, of course, um, <laughs> X-Men, which is under Fox, or Spider-Man, which is under Sony. Very easy to remember. DC Comics, <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers is doing all of DC Comics movies. It's funny that there's still this Marvel v. DC war. I mean, it's like been reignited. Well, it's weird because... So, DC has Batman. Marvel yeah. has every, a bunch of other cool superheroes that nobody's really heard of, but they've done a great job of making people know who those people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man even. Like, Iron Man in 2006, no one could tell you who Iron Man was. Yeah, no, that's true. They've just done such an excellent job with it. And the the, the thing that DC has is they have name recognition. They got Batman. They got Superman. They got Wonder Woman. People know who these people are. People even know... I would say that people knew who Aquaman was above Iron Man in 2006. But yeah. for some reason, they haven't been able to pull off the same success. Um, And I think it might have something to do with like Super Friends in the 70s. Like People just think they're cheesy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you this rundown of all of the... Uh, the DC uh, comic book movies that have been announced, and we'll see what you think about it, Jesse. Okay. So we got Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. That one's coming out in 2016. You can tell you're excited. Also coming out in 2016. This is actually the only movie. I, that... I like pitting superheroes against each other. Against each other. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's good. I. I yeah. I'm. I'm. And I'm excited to see Batman on screen again. I'm not saying I'm not excited about this movie. I just think maybe Jesse, you're probably not going to go see this in the theater, as if I had to guess. It's really tough to get me into the theater. There you go. So you're good. You're actually a good gauge for this. They call me the Golden Walnut. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the, but also coming out in 2016, which I'm very excited about, Suicide Squad. Oh no way! Yeah, dog. That's sweet. That's awesome. And it's Look like, at you. You were way ahead of the ball of the Suicide Squad. I, 
first of all, I can't wait for this movie to come out because I own the entire run, first run of Suicide Squad. So I have what feeling... if it blows up and everyone's talking Suicide Squad all the time? Yeah. You'll lose like your independent cred. I won't because I have every issue, dude. If this thing blows up, my comic book collection just quadrupled in value. <laughs> That's like a really good point. It actually probably already has doubled in value just by them making this movie. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at so I was looking at comics for the first the first appearance of Star Lord, which I'm sure was a comic that was in like a twenty five cent bin. But once Guardians of the Galaxy got announced, it went up to like a hundred dollars an issue. Wow. I have the whole, the complete first run of Suicide Squad. I want That's this awesome. movie to do really well. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, anyway, um, <laughs> that's not the only reason, though. I really do like Suicide Squad. For the, for the people who don't know what Suicide Squad is, it's basically all of these uh, DC supervillains are in this prison in Louisiana. And the U.S. government um, basically uh, recruits them to go on suicide missions in exchange for their freedom. So it answers some questions like, how do these guys keep getting out of jail? Well, actually, the U.S. government's letting them out. But it's cool. It's a really, really cool series, and I'm very excited about it. Um, then we're going to do a rundown. we got Wonder Woman 2017, Justice League Part 1 uh, in 2017, mm-hmm. The Flash in 2018. Flash is an interesting character. Yeah. Because he's super-duper powerful. Mm-hmm. He's a lot more powerful have, than people think. Have you ever seen that thing online where the guy wrote up, like, just how powerful the Flash is in no. sort of a comedic way? He's talking about how the Flash, he manifests his own uniform out of his own powers, and his powers are based off of his speed, so his, his clothes are made out of go-fast. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's pretty funny. But yeah, the Flash is ridiculously cuz he can like he can speed through universes. Like he can right. shift. He he's a dimensional shambler. He is a dimensional shambler. He can he's so fast that he can vibrate between dimensions. He also like it doesn't matter what what's that? Sorry, you you cut out for a that's, second. That's just that? good science. That's just good science. Yes. If you're fast enough you can vibrate between dimensions. Um but he's also like, if you're a supervillain, it doesn't matter, because he can go, he can run over to you, punch you in the face, grab a grab a gun, fire it twenty five times into your back, and then be back in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, within five seconds. <laughs> and that's, I think that's really what the issue is between Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Why Marvel com- uh, Marvel movies are a little more popular than. DC just because DC characters are too powerful. Yeah, I could see that. They can that. do too much. They're gods on Earth, whereas Marvel characters are more like humans that are slightly, um, you know, slightly different, at, mm-hmm. you know, excluding Thor, of course. Well, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but the, I mean, the other thing that Stanley really emphasized with uh, kind of the resurgence or, or, or the the surgeons of Marvel was that he wanted these characters to have flaws and to really focus on their flaws as opposed to their super abilities. Right. Right. And it's like Superman. Like, he's fucking unstoppable. Right. That doesn't make for great storytelling. I mean, literally, in the first movie, the only villain that he could have was basically another Superman. (laughs) Like, Zod is just a Superman. Yeah. You know, who's, like, what's the... 
movie-wise, what's the most successful DC superhero? Batman. Mm. The one who's a human. <laughs> the one who doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we got Justice like, League Part 1. Yeah, Green Lantern, Flash, yep. is Superman, one, even Wonder Woman is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> they could do everything. I get it. And that's why I'm not excited about Justice League. Yeah, I'm with you, man. What if we took all these demigods and put them together? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's basically like just an episode of Basketball Lives. <laughs> um, <laughs> same thing. That's what I was. I I was about to say that exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, the Flash is coming out twenty eighteen. Aquaman coming out twenty eighteen as well. Um, Shazam coming out twenty nineteen, featuring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So this is one thing that <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going to be playing uh, Black Adam in this movie, and one of the things that like. This got announced, but this movie isn't coming out for another five years. That like, the timetables are crazy on wait, this. Wait, they said twenty seventeen. No, twenty nineteen for Shazam. Oh, jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the Yellowstone super volcano caldera is gonna blow up by then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They gotta have a plan if that doesn't happen. But yeah, and then and then Justice League Part Two, twenty nineteen. Uh, wow. Cyborg 2020. And don't know who that is. He's, he's, I think he was originally a member of the Teen Titans, but recently he's been. Oh, that's Cyborg. League. Yeah. All right. I'm into that because I like, I like Teen Titans. Um, and then finally, Green Lantern reboot in 2020. Awesome. <laughs> this time they got Dane Cook instead <laughs> of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, dude, and you will notice that um, in that whole list between now and 2020, no standalone Superman, Superman movie, no standalone Batman movie. Hmm. Now, yeah, I guess they're trying to play up the the other the guys? lesser known ones so they can do the Justice League. I don't know, man. Like Ben Affleck, how old is he going to be in 2020? <laughs> I mean, I know he's supposed to be old Batman, but... Um, it, I would watch a Kingdom Come movie, though. Oh, totally. Totally. I just... Why don't they focus on some of the great stories out there? Like, the the DC kind of standalone... Yeah. Instead of trying to make, like, a, a universe, they could take these characters and just do a movie where you use them in an interesting way, and then it's done. See, that's what I that's what I kind of admire about what the Star Wars universe is doing. Like, yes, they're going to continue the Star Wars story with episode 6, 7 and 8 or 7, 8 and 9. But they're also going to be doing standalone movies featuring the characters you love. Right. That don't necessarily have to fit into that universe. Yeah. And if they just did, if they did like Kingdom Come the movie with old Batman and old Superman and just cast them new and told a story and wrapped it up and it doesn't have to be part of some sort of sprawling 20 motion picture uh yeah arc yeah i might go i might be inclined to go see that yeah exactly i mean at, at some point and i'm even feeling this with the marvel movies at some point they they just kind of start bleeding together and and 
what's right. what's the difference between Captain America three and Thor three? <laughs> it's like right. They they're all just kind of the same movie at this point. It's they're just turning it into basically they're. It's like they're trying to cash in on the golden age of television. They're trying to make turn movie franchises into television series. <laughs> yeah. And like back when I was reading comic books, I liked to read the Marvel uh uh weekly comic books, whatever. I really enjoyed those. And I like to read DC like Kingdom Come and Red Sun. I like to read their uh what do you call that? The trade paperbacks. Yep. The ones that were a more complete, longer story, using these characters in interesting ways. I I just don't think DC is going to find success trying to copy the Marvel model because that's already been done. Yeah, and they're they're actually trying to. It's like they're trying to copy the Marvel Mar- Marvel model, but they're trying to do it in reverse. They're going to do like Justice League first, and then do a bunch of standalones. I would. I, I just like okay. It's it's it is cool that that. Um, and I think that we actually talked about this like four years ago. <laughs> like, it's it's cool when when superheroes cross over, but right. that doesn't mean that the universe has to be integrated, right? In every single movie, right? Yeah. Like, it's how okay. many freaking movies am I supposed to see a year <laughs> just to keep up with all the superhero shit? Yeah, it's a lot. I feel like this conversation is getting very similar to our NFL conversation. <laughs> it's like you flag had, on the play. You had a good thing, and now you're just throwing flags. You're Illegal just... use of sequel. <laughs> Fifteen million dollar penalty. I'd like to challenge the sequel. Repeat first movie. <laughs> I'd like to challenge the sequel. Um, and you know, <laughs> I told you like the number one movie that I want to see on this list: Suicide Squad. Because that could be a standalone movie. You don't have to have any of the right, other people yeah. in it. You know? Just do it. You, no, you're exactly right. It's like a, a, a standalone story, and you can actually tell a story from start to finish and wrap it up. And it doesn't have to have a billion tie-ins. <laughs> Just tell the story and move on to the next one. Yeah. I'm with you, bud. I'm with you. Um, all right. Well, uh, so that's superhero talk. And... We, like I said, we got so many phone calls this week. That's actually going to count as our first topic. So that means that it's time to move into the Facebook Roundup. Uh, yep. And uh, we just want to remind you, if you want to get in touch with us, guys, you can uh, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. You can send us an email, personalarrogance at gmail.com. Or you can like our Facebook page. We are on the Personal Arrogance Facebook page, and we're on the Bald Move Facebook page. But if you like us on the, the Personal Arrogance Facebook page, you can be a part of the Facebook Roundup. Each week we post there. We say, hey, guys, we're recording. You guys write stuff in the thread, and we talk about it. First of all, John O'Brien says, ahem, seemed like you missed a comment last week from one of your few female listeners. I don't think it's few female listeners. We have, we have plenty of female listeners. Uh, I'm not saying that we have yeah. enough. I'm just saying we have a lot. Uh, I, what I heard is that w- you're saying we have too many. Yeah, I know. I should have said plenty. Uh, I meant we have <laughs> we have a plethora. Um, we have a legion. Yeah, uh, but uh, 
but anyway, but yeah, that uh, that voice or that Facebook roundup, I believe that came to us from John's girlfriend, and I think that's why he decided to chime in. And uh, she was actually talking about Gone Girl. She was asking if we had um, read the book or seen the movie, and I haven't done either. But I really want to go. We actually tried to go this weekend, but it was sold out. So hopefully, I could see that soon, and uh, and then I'll be able to talk. about I heard it's good. I heard it's really good, and I love David Fincher, man. I just I I love all of his stuff, so. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Rolo Tomasi says, "Um, yes, a tiny net is a death sentence, and <laughs> it's a net that's tiny." <laughs> and he's got a, a screenshot from uh, from Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Were there any tiny nets in your D and D campaign? Uh, I actually had to dip out early. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I left before everyone died. So I'm not sure. <laughs> So everybody died. I think. So how do you, I, like I said I wasn't I had to leave, so, so how do you I, I still peaced have, out. How do you still have a D&D campaign? Huh? How do you still have a campaign if everybody died? I I'm guessing they're probably going to reboot it. Oh. Around my character who survived. All right. That's that's my assumption. I like it. They might have just got captured. I don't know. I'll find out. <laughs> All right. You know, I'm really excited for the sequel. Um, Michael says, any thoughts, if any, about one of the Australian Rugby League's biggest names, Jared Hayne, I think that's how you pronounce it, quitting the NRL to, to chance his arm at the NFL, rumored he'll be heading to the Seattle Seahawks. That's actually true. There's... Apparently he met with officials in Seattle. This this like Australian rugby league player who's like one of the best in the game wants to come and be in the NFL. I don't know what yeah. he would play. I I don't know either. I I was watching his highlights and I was like, I just don't really know how you convert. Yeah, a player like this. There's one thing to be said about freak athleticism. Like if LeBron James wanted to play in the NFL, I'm sure he could figure out how to play tight end because yep. he's a freak athlete. You know. Yeah. But and maybe they'll figure something out. But I don't think he could be a receiver, and I don't think he could be a running back. I feel I, like I, the, was, I, I feel like the ideal position for rugby. I was watching would, him play. Yeah, would, would, I think it would be fullback because, like, you periodically could but get the ball. He's not like I don't think it's big enough. Oh yeah. Well, you don't have to he's, be. Huge. I don't think it's big enough to be a fullback. You just have to be able to block. And carry the ball occasionally. Yeah. But he's more of like a breakout point scoring type of guy. I'm hmm. I, I'm thinking like a punt returner or a kick returner. Yeah. He'll start on special teams for sure for if he sure. starts at all. Yeah. He might just be a good special teamer. And that's why you quit your job when you're at the top of your game in the rugby league. <laughs> so you can come into the National Flag League. That's right. The NFL. Good one. Um, thanks. Uh, James, James Patterson says, please comment on the clowns terrorizing California. Also, an all-female Ghostbusters reboot. Woohoo! That's true. Paul Feig, the guy who directed uh, Bridesmaids, is going to be directing a new um, all-female Ghostbusters movie. And I think that's com- I, that's that's completely fine with me. I'm like, come on. Let, that's a good idea. It's to just yeah, yeah. reboot it all. Do something completely new. That's something that gets me very interested. Yeah, I think that's a dope idea. It's a really cool idea. Um, uh, but apparently, yeah, mysterious clowns are terrorizing California City. I'm just going to read you the quote from Sergeant Joe Grubbs of the Bakersfield Police Department. He says, clearly, if someone is dressed up as a clown and holding a weapon in a threatening manner, that's going to frighten people. Apparently, 
Police in Wasco, California, are investigating multiple reports of people dressed as menacing clowns, which has sparked an Instagram account devoted to the pranks. Yeah, people are just dressing up like cre- creepy clowns and hanging out downtown in Wasco. One of these guys is going to get shot. I think that's definitely a possibility. I'm down with the clown, though. <laughs> oh, I know. Make I know Ninja. clown for life. I know Ninja. Hatchet gang. Um... <laughs> Aaron says, have any of you tried Rumpkin from Avery Brewing Company? So far, it's my favorite new beer I've tried this year. I'm going to have to give that one a Levi shot. Levi has. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. That's Yeah, that's the one that he was talking about at the uh, AB America Be- uh, Great American Beer Fest. Yep. It's the it's a pumpkin beer aged in a rum barrel. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to try that. I, I don't like rum that much. I've had a few rum barrel aged beers not been super impressed but mm-hmm. um it seems like a pumpkin beer would go really nicely with a rum barrel so yeah get that sense spice. To me. it's like a captain morgan beer basically yeah I, i'm down I, i'd be excited to try that um i've done with the clown <laughs> also james patterson says is a hot dog a sandwich asking for a friend i'm gonna say no is a hot dog like yeah. a sandwich is a hot dog a sandwich no yeah i'm gonna say no no a hot no. dog is a hot dog. Right, yeah. It's it's in a league of its own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, unique. Don't try and don't try and reel it in under the sandwich camp. It no, evolves no. separately. Well, and the thing about that too is that I feel like a sandwich has to have free mo- free floating top and bottom bun. <laughs> Whereas a, a hot dog has uh, to have connected. Some sandwiches don't always have a free-floating top and bottom bun, I feel like though. it's not a real sandwich if it doesn't have a free-floating top and bottom bun. Well, I I still think like a sub-sandwich where it's just kind of slit down the middle and you kind of stuff oh, it in there. you're right, Jimmy like, That's a sandwich, yeah. but hot dog's not sandwich. Same as like, like a hero's not a, like right. the gyro, a gyro. Gyro. As Gordon Ramsay says, gyro, <laughs> not a sandwich. No, you're right, because Jimmy John's has, has those split sandwiches that are that are not free floating. Right. And those are definitely sandwiches. I'm with you. Yes. Roger Dotsy says Twin Peaks Showtime. That's right guys, Twin Peaks is coming back. And... I've never seen I watched like one episode and I turned it off. Mm-hmm. For some reason I couldn't get into it, but I I feel like I need to just uh strong arm my way through it and get into it cuz I feel like I'd probably like it. Well, it's a little tough because the first episode is like two hours long, so it's basically like a movie, <laughs> right? Um, but no, I I like it too. I, uh, there was a thread on Bald Move talking about this topic, and people were like, "Well, I tried to watch it, but it's really cheesy and it's super '90s." And I'm like, first of all, I think that's part of the charm. <laughs> that's just how the '90s were. Yeah, it's just how they were. And second of all, I it's like a weird mix of over the top characters in a noir setting and like shot like a Stanley Kubrick movie in a lot of ways. And I super enjoy it, man. I just think it's really entertaining just from a character perspective. And you it's and like the thing about it, it's okay. Like it's a reason why you and I love uh certain B movies. It's okay to laugh at it every once in a while. Right. Like it's got the it's got a little bit of a B movie sensitivity, but with A list actors or A A good actors <laughs> and uh and shot really well and i like the synth the 90 synth mu- music i mean i know it's not for everybody but it's also shot in washington state so um 
it goes along with that. I love everything that was shot in Washington conversation as well. So <laughs> check it out though. It's on Netflix. It's for, it's uh it's free on Netflix. So it's yeah, free. it's free if you pay for Netflix. It's free if you pay for Netflix. <laughs> uh, Sean says I'm going to, as a crossing guard for Halloween. I like that idea. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Especially if you have like kids who are trick or treaters. Uh, <laughs> good. That's a good one. Uh, John says, Red Bull paying out a settlement for false advertising on giving you wings. Don't make crazy advertisements with Lovecraft, Jesse. Note taken. Don't worry. Craft breweries don't really advertise. I love this too. Rolo that says, Lovecraft gives you tentacles. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, I actually really like that a lot. Joey says, uh, if you had to make up a crack team of five badasses to help rob a bank or casino or whatever, Ocean's Eleven style, using nothing but Nintendo Super NES Sega characters, who would you choose? Well, of course, you have to have Sonic because he can get in and out quick. Uh, right. You're going to take Odd Job. He's more of a jewelry thief. Yeah, but I mean, you, you got to have. He, your, he steals you, rings. You got to have. You know, I got it. I got it. He loves gold, though. <laughs> Uh, he's but yeah. he's your grease man. He's in and out quick. I I gotta take Odd Job from uh, Goldeneye sixty four because he's impossible to hit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take. I hated the kid who played Odd Job. I always played Odd Job. <laughs> the thing is, I always played either Odd Job or Jaws. Oh. So it's, you're either the bullet magnet or you're the bullet repellent. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna take Jaws too because you also need muscle. So Jaws could be right. the muscle. It- um. And uh, who else? Who else do we need in here from Nintendo? I'm saying Link. Uh huh. I've been playing a lot of uh, Legend of Zelda lately, and Link does nothing but smash pottery and steal rupees. I love he it. He doesn't give a fuck. Try hiding them in your shrubs. He's going to get to him. Hide it in your tall grass. He's going to find it. Hide it in the pottery inside of your house. Sorry, that's kind of mine. Have a. a a chest, a locked chest inside of your basement. Yeah, I'm stealing those 300 rupees. Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. He's basically the George Clooney of the group. He's the, he's the experienced guy. Yeah. Um, Luigi has a getaway driver. Yeah, Luigi Mario in, Kart. In, in the Mario Kart with the evil eye. Um, I think you yeah, gotta give exactly. a, you have to give an honorable mention to like Donkey Kong. Because not only is he the mu- – I think I'm going to take Donkey Kong over Jaws for the muscle. Because not only is he the muscle, but he can also f- kind of hover in midair for no reason, <laughs> which is crazy. Nobody talks about it, but why the hell can he hover in midair? So I played a lot of Donkey Kong Country for Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Right. And the whole premise of that is he got his bananas stolen, and he's trying to win them back. So oh I think God. there might – I feel like he might be more like he's the cop trying to break the case. No, I think that King Croc is the bad guy and he's trying to get his and they're trying to steal the bananas back from King Croc. Well, I'm going to take King Croc on my crime team then. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If he was able to steal the bananas from Donkey Kong. Wait, it's not King Croc, it's King K Rule. You are totally right. I got it mixed up with uh with the Croc killer croc from batman sorry they should be best friends they should funny comedy uh (laughs) 
crime drama. King Get K- on that, DC. Uh, and then this just in from Heath. Apparently, the Cardinals have been eliminated. Keith says he's going to cry. Or Heath says he's going to cry. I'm calling him Ka-Heath after K-Rule. Um, but sorry. <laughs> Heath, uh, Heath, Heath Lynch from St. Louis. He says, I'm going to cry. My Cardinals just got eliminated. Uh, hate so hard right now. Go KC. Because the Giants, they will never be Royals. Royals. I like how I was able uh, to yeah. understand his inflection there from just a sentence. Bad weekend for bird teams. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be the Giants and the and the Royals. You got to root for the Royals there, just because the Giants have won two World Series in the last four years. Yeah, so, screw them. Screw them, man. And screw this. We're done with the Facebook roundup because we're <laughs> because we're out of topics. But thanks for uh, thanks for uh, checking in, guys. And uh, yeah, just check us out, guys. We're at Bald Move. Uh, you know that BaldMove.com. We're doing the Gotham Blotter, so check that out. Um, if you're watching Gotham, be sure be sure to be a part of that. And of course, go right now. The the podcast is done. You don't have to listen to our recommendations. Just go right now. Go to Kickstarter. Look up Lovecraft Brewing Company and uh, and and help support uh, help support the cause, man. Because because it's and time. If, if you're not going to give money, the least you can do is go and like us on Facebook. That's true. Or you could share the link on Facebook. That's also an awesome, awesome, awesome thing to do. Totally. If you share that link on Facebook, that would be like eternal gratefulness. And just say, hey, guys, this is an awesome thing. You should check it out. That's all you got to do. And we, we love you forever. We'll kiss you right on both cheeks. Bam. Um, all right, Jesse Reckos. I only got one this mm-hmm. week, but it's a really good one. Okay. Unlike my usual shitty recommendations. <laughs> uh, if you go to Google and you search for Shoggoth's Old Peculiar, <laughs> it's a uh, short story ri- written by... Uh, was it Neil? Neil Gaiman? Yeah. Gaiman? Neil anyway, Gaiman. Uh, he, he's a he's an author. He wrote American Gods. He's done a bunch of comic book stuff. And he wrote this short story that I found. Uh, I found the short story complete online at doesstuff.com slash file slash a slash agoth.htm. But it's, it's like this great short story about an American tourist touring the the coastline of Britain and he finds a little town called Innsmouth which is, Ooh. they will tell you, the the American town of Innsmouth was named after it. Nice. But uh, And he goes and he drinks, he's, he's a guy who's never drank beer in his life, or any alcohol, and he has a few pints of Shagoth's Old Peculiar, and then things get interesting. It's a quick read, it's really fun. Awesome, check it out. And the thing I gotta recommend this week, guys, Google Chromecast. I got one. It is the coolest. And like, if you're like me and you're trying to kick cable, I really like it. I, I'm try- I know it sounds like a commercial, but it's 35 bucks. You plug it in. How does your, it work? You yeah. Pl- you plug it into your TV and you can automatically broadcast anything that's in your browser if you're using the Chrome browser. Or if you're using apps on your computer like Netflix or HBO Go or whatever, you just click a button on your computer and it broadcasts it onto your television and you can also pause and rewind from your computer the other cool thing is that you can also do all of this from your phone whether you have an android phone or an ios device you can play all of these from your phone you just click a button on there and it shows up on your tv and then you can use your phone as a remote control and it's 35 dollars 
like I have a Roku box and we still use the Roku box for Netflix and for um and for uh Hulu. Uh but we use this for HBO Go because we have Comcast. Comcast are a bag of dicks and they won't let us use uh HBO Go through our Roku box, but we can use the Chromecast. So and it's just really cool. So like literally anything, like if you have a YouTube video you want to show your friends, you can just pop it up on your TV and they can watch it there. Um it's just a really cool device and and like I said, it's only thirty five bucks. So the the value for what you get is kind of astounding when compared to your Roku box, which starts at fifty bucks, or your Xbox One, which starts at four hundred. So so I I, yeah. I I really can't recommend the the Chromecast enough. It's a really cool little piece of hardware and you can at the very least impress your friends and family at Christmas with it. <laughs> so all right, that's records. Yeah, but- What's up? I have my computer hooked up to my TV. Yeah, man. I as as long basically Chromecast goes into your Wi-Fi network, so any device that's connected to your Wi-Fi network can be cast onto your Chromecast on your TV. That's pretty sweet. That's it's, super sweet. It's re- it's a really cool thing, man. Um, and there's not like lag or delay or anything. No, I mean the vid- the thing is the video quality is a little less than what you get with like a Roku, but the convenience kind of trumps that. So cool. um, It's not super noticeable. So anyway, just wanted to give a shout out to Chromecast because I think it's awesome. All right, dude. Well, that's that's the show, man. Thanks for joining me this week, buddy. Yep. And we will talk to you next time. And until next time, listener, keep in touch. And remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please stay stay arrogant.